0: Dreuna Edwards of Baylor should be on the court, wants to play. Let's talk all about it. Locked on women's basketball starts now. You are locked on women's basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdahl, thanking you for making us your first listen every day. We are podcasting about the world of women's basketball six days a week, 12 months a year. Always here for the stories that need to be told. And of course, we are brought to you not just by me, but by our entire team over at The Next, thenexthoops.com, where we have over 100 reported stories written about the world of women's basketball. You can subscribe for $9 a month or $72 a year. It all goes to making sure that what we're doing is permanent. And something that I wrote over at The Next last week was about I I mean, Dre, the only way for me to describe it is the saga of your year. And so, um, first of all, I thank you for being on the program. Second of all, I thank you for your candor talking about this. We're going to get into it, but I want to give our listeners just a brief sense of it up top, which is to say that, you know, Dre, because you saw her dominate the floor last year over at Kentucky and, uh, you know, had a shot that will be remembered for as long as we are talking about basketball and a shot that helped Kentucky win the SEC title over South Carolina. And uh, in a year that South Carolina went on to win the title, uh, Dre, at the conclusion of that season, decided to transfer to Baylor and has wanted to play. has been welcomed uh, with open arms by Nikki Collin and the staff. Uh, Dre is doing remarkably well in school on the academic side. Uh, but But there's that but. Is not getting the opportunity to play. So, Dre, first of all, just so glad you're here. Thank you. Glad to be here. The the shot, the shot you took, and we're just even gonna start with that. Take me through how often you think about that shot. Cause I know it's gotta be a little bit different
1: for you now than it was,
0: you know, when you were still at Kentucky.
1: Um, how often do I think about the shot? I would say like in the summer, maybe I thought about it a lot more. Um, now I'm kind of focused on this season with a new team um, and worried about trying to get on the court and lead the team as much as possible. So I kind of don't look, think about the shot as much anymore, um, but I definitely still think about it. It's definitely still a great memory to have.
0: That is fair. I didn't even take the shot, and I think about it pretty often. So, <laughs> you know, but so, so let's – listen – I'm a big believer. And we talked about this before. We talked about this when we spoke for the interview last week. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Right. And so getting things out into the open with where we are, um, I think, is fundamental. And so just to lay it out for our listeners. Last March, you made the decision to transfer. Take me through. What that decision was like, what those conversations was like. We've obviously Kyra Elzy has talked about this, the head coach at Kentucky. But tell me through from your perspective of that period of time.
1: Um it was kind of a hard decision to make in the beginning. Um, but I don't really want to get deep into the conversations because I feel like that should be private as okay. always. But um I think it was just um, kind of exciting to finally find a new home. Um, yeah, I, I don't really want to get too deep into that side of it. If that's I, okay.
0: I know. I do. I understand completely, and I, and I think it's worth noting though that um, Kentucky has not hesitated mm-hmm. to be public about this. Right. Um, there's. So listen, uh, for our listeners to understand. There is an NCAA no participation opportunity form, right? And that is officially certifying that there's not an opportunity to play if you stay at school X. This is also, and I've spoken to a couple of dozen college coaches uh, in in the course of reporting that story and talking since. This is automatic. This is a thing when players are looking to go elsewhere. It is signed. It is something that happens. Now, uh, Kyra Elsie has made the point. She said, you know, well, we said in March, you had to graduate in order to be able to play. And and again, you'll forgive this just point of personal privilege. Yeah. Why? What to what purpose does that serve? What, you know, here we have Dre and we're going to talk about and talk about the way in which you are, you are, you know, killing it in the classroom at Mm -hmm. Baylor as well. But, Nobody benefits from this. It's not right. as if there's some trade where you get a a, a Dre type player in return going to Kentucky. Right. In fact, it's the opposite probably happens because this makes it more difficult. So, I mean, from that perspective alone, like you ask this question, and again, mm. I just you know I want to make sure our listeners understand the full scope of this. And you said I would just ask her, what's the reason? Why is she doing this? What does she feel like she's getting out of this? Do you feel like after all this back and forth over the last few days, do you have any kind of clarity? Like, what does she get out of it?
1: No, I still don't understand what she gets out of it because it's, it's <clears throat> up to me. It's my life, kind of, sort of. Um, <clears throat> So I still don't really understand what she's getting out of it. But um, all I can say is, yeah, I was supposed to graduate, but it didn't happen. You know, things happen. But NCAA has put in other ways for kids to play. And it's just kind of uh, upsetting that I'm not allowed to play when there's been plenty of transfers around the world that's been given the opportunity still, even if it's their second transfer and things like that. But, you know, I can't hang my head low. I got to be a leader on the team. So I just keep pushing.
0: Not Or third transfer or fourth transfer. I, right. I I, I mean, it, it, it's a very common thing. And, and you know, and, and obviously to your enormous credit, the work that you've done to be there for your teammates, the work that you've done to be integrated into that system is – Seeing the way Baylor's been playing, obviously, you're coming off, you know, being National Team of the Week. Mm -hmm. uh, Sarah Andrews, who's been a guest on this show, has been otherworldly. 30 points, no turnovers in a game. just blows my mind. Um, Take me through just sort of how you've been able to kind of enjoy and process being part of that upswing, even though, you know, there's a certain level of a part.
1: You know, it's um, honestly been exciting. Um, just seeing my teammates' growth since the summer. Um, it's been kind of hard, you know, putting a new team together. We got like seven new players, so it's definitely been a struggle. But it's been super exciting just being able to see the the aftermath of everything that we've been through, all the hard work that we put in. Um, it's actually been amazing to see, and just to know that I can still be a leader on the team um, without stepping foot on the court. Um, with them is uh, fun and stuff like that, and. Uh, we got to talk about Bugs as well. She got another freshman of the week. That's right. Um, so I think that's been super exciting. You know, I kind of took bug, Bugs under my wing and I kind of like to help guide her and things like that. So it's been super fun and exciting to watch. It's been significant. And, and I do
0: think we our listeners need to know about your pathway. OK, and so I'm going to take you back to Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are a star at Liberty High School. You're thinking about what your college career looks like. What are you looking to get out of it? Just take me through sort of, like, where you wanted that to look when you were back in high school a few years ago. Um,
1: Well, I wanted to win a championship like I did. I wanted to win freshman of the year, which I did as Mm -hmm. well. Um, But I still want to win a national championship. I still want to be a part of a Final Four. So Um, I still see a lot of – I've seen a lot of success, but I also see a lot of goals that I still have to accomplish um, that I'm looking forward to. So
0: You did – a bit of everything, even in high school. I mean, you were a menace defensively, not just mm-hmm. offensively. You're, you know, putting up 5.6 stocks, you know, steals plus blocks. Mm-hmm. is just an absurd number for someone who is scoring the way you're doing it. Has defense always been something that you've taken particular pride in? And, you know, how much do you feel like that allows you to fit in with what, you know, Baylor does under Coach Nikki Collins?
1: Um, I think we hang our hats on defense. Um, I feel like once we are good defensively, everything flows for us offensively. Um, I feel like that kind of is our motor, and that's what gets us going. Um, And I feel like that's how I am as a person as well. Um, If I'm not hitting shots in the game, I'll try to do something defensively to get myself going, get a steal, get a block get a stop or something just to give me some momentum um, and things like that. So I think that's what we do as a team as well. Um, if we're not looking, doing really well offensively, we try to, um, you know, push back harder defensively to make those offensive looks a lot easier for us.
0: It's hard as a basketball observer, not to think about the way you fit on this roster and the way you'd fit on the court. It's something, well, we'll, we'll get into a little more and what you've been doing off the court as well. Do you want to tell the listeners about, the good people over at prize picks. Then you got to understand with prize picks is you pick two to six players. And if they go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you win or lose. Uh, It's not competing against other people. It's you versus the projections available for those of us who are in this women's basketball space. It is a very big deal that it's not just NBA. It's WNBA. It's not just men's college basketball. It's women's college basketball. It's making sure that those opportunities are there across the board for men's and women's sports, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy with safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. So, download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on That's promo code L O C K E D O N at sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. So Dre, when we think about your time at Baylor, mm-hmm. um, I, I your statement was terrific and, and, and really captured a lot of it. It captured the way in which you were thriving in school, 33 credit hours mm-hmm. in a semester. What was that like? How, well, do you, how do you balance that?
1: Well, it wasn't all in one semester. It was in the summer as well, but, mm-hmm. um, it was definitely kind of hard. I remember some days where I was, like, struggling. I wanted to cry. I wanted. To, I was frustrated with school, definitely in the summer, um, because it's hard to take, like, three classes in the summer at yeah. once. Um, but I did it. Um, but it was it was kind of difficult at times. But, you know, I kind of just told myself, like, I'm not just doing it for myself. I'm doing it for my team. I'm t- doing it to be out there on the floor with them. Um, so that was my motivation um, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I just – strive to be a better me. Um, my staff, the the support staff was amazing. My coaches was amazing. Everyone supported me and helped me. So that's definitely what pushed me through.
0: You talked about, and and you have really owned it, this desire to uh, self-improve, this desire to move forward. What do you think is sort of been the key for that for you? And, and in what way do you feel like you've seen the most growth within yourself over this period of time? We've had a lot of time for self-reflection.
1: Uh-huh. Um <laughs> I think just because I was going through a lot last year um and I just feel like I wasn't who who I was um and I and I kind of like found myself when I was suspended um for that amount of time at Kentucky um last spring semester I think I kind of just didn't want to keep dwelling on the past or dwelling on who I was, and I wanted to be someone different. Um, and then when I came to Baylor, they just kind of pushed me and motivated me to be better. Um, and I kind of, you know, it's a new start, so I felt like a new person, and they've been helping me be a great person, so I'm super grateful.
0: It seems to me, and again, you'll forgive this point of personal privilege from the host, right? That this is the idea behind school, right? The idea is to come. I, I remember it's not as if any of us, myself included, gets to college as a fully finished product. Right? right. It just gives you this opportunity to learn, to develop. Do you feel as if when you consider your goals beyond school that you've managed to find a different um, a different level of being able to reach them You know, yeah. over this period of time as well?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, I want to do a lot outside of basketball um, to help the community. And I think I've been doing really well, um, getting connections and making connections to have um, outlets to that as soon as basketball is over. So, well, Let's talk about
0: about it. well, how do you view that? Talk to me about your life outside of basketball and wh- what direction you want it to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, after, you know, I play in the WBA for some time, um, I want to be a correctional counselor for juveniles. Um, and I also want to open a nonprofit for tormented to kids. So,
0: what what led you in that direction? What made you want to pursue that?
1: Um, I think just the way I grew up and seeing um, not myself personally, but other people that I've known, people that I've been close to, kind of um, more so stir away to like, this is what my life is supposed to be rather than finding hope or having joy in like doing something else or beating the odds. So, I kind of want to be that outlet for kids and, you know, younger kids now, because I feel like it starts when you're young. Um, so I kind of want to give them hope when they're young and help them achieve their goals.
0: Well, it's terrific to hear. and But well, you did mention, of course, the WNBA first. So, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, just sort of a couple of things off the top of my head. First of all, obviously, you know, you have been uh, – away from Vegas, but you certainly know what's been going on in Las Vegas. Does something like the parade that they had after the Las Vegas one at all, is that something that, A, you visualize, you think about yourself being in that moment, and, B, does it drive you even harder to want to uh, get to that WNBA goal? Mm
1: -hmm. Of course, I definitely visualize myself being in that moment because I would love to be in that moment, Um, and that's definitely a goal that I'm striving for. Um, But right now I'm still looking at, NCAA in Final Four right. and, 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 you know, win a national championship here. So I'm not looking too, too far in the head because I still got to focus on what I have now. So
0: when you were growing up, though, the Aces were, of course, in San Antonio back right. then. So what was your team and who were oh, you, know, who you definitely, watching?
1: Definitely L.A. Sparks, most definitely. Favorite player, Candace Parker.
0: Are you, are you hopeful she goes back to L.A.? and she's a um, So that's the big that's the big buzz.
1: I would love for her to go back to LA, but honestly, I think she's doing well where she is now. So, you know, I think she's going to do great wherever she goes. Honestly, so
0: <laughs> there's no wrong answer for Candace Parker. You right, absolutely true about that. That's
1: a little so, bit of CP3. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. It, it the CP3. Well, right. I'll say that. Right. The the other aspect of your life at Baylor has been. And again, it dovetails, of course, with your path off the court as well. Um, It is Greek life, but Greek life specifically with an eye on service. Can you talk to me about what that experience has been like and how you got involved?
1: Um, It's honestly been fun. I've been super grateful. I've met um, amazing people already so far, Um, and it's only going to get better. But um, like I said, our motto is greater service, greater progress. And I kind of want to be an outlet for the community. So I felt like this was meant for me. Um, when I came here, I kind of just wanted to branch out into the campus campus um, life at first. And then um, I started seeing Greek life, life and stuff like that. And I was like, I think this is something that I want to do. And yeah, yeah. I'm right now excited.
0: Do you think that not that anyone would wish this for themselves, right? But this opportunity stepping away, I talk to sometimes players who go through major injuries and mm-hmm. they say, They're able to see the world, and you know, through a coach's eyes. Doing that, do you feel as if you ever would have pursued? You know, and and again, for our listeners to know, Sigma Gamma Rho. This is a sorority that focuses on service to others. So it's very clearly it's the mission statement. Do you
1: think that ever happens if not for this? Um, honestly, I I don't know. Um, like I said, I feel like I was a different person even just a year ago. So Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, I don't know. It was it was a thought sometimes, but not really. But I feel like as I've learned myself more, I kind of pursued it more because that's who I want to be. And that's what I see for my future. So yeah.
0: on the court, when there are victories, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of bailers. You So you are you are quick off the bench. You are, mm-hmm. you know, always excited, always able to do that. Has there been something that's been particularly satisfying for you, you know, even if it's in a mentoring capacity Mm -hmm. so far this season?
1: Honestly, like I said before, I've just been super excited to see all my teammates excel. But um, I'm going to give another shout-out to Bugs. I'm going to also give a shout-out to Bella. Um, I feel like they have stepped up a lot as freshmen, and I know it can be hard, especially in this conference. Um, And I feel like they have a big – Weight on their shoulders sometimes, but I feel like they've always executed and they've done um, as much as they could do, and I'm super proud of them. They've they both been competing for Freshman of the Week, and I think that's dope to have two freshmen competing for it. Um, so that's been super amazing, and you know, like I said, I kind of took Bugs under my wing, but I can say the same for Bella as well. Um, so just seeing them, you know, elevate and prosper has been super fun to watch. At some
0: level, you know, with with their size and Dariana Little Page Bugs six one, um, Bella I believe is six foot even. Mm. Um, you you'd speak to that better than I can, but just no. size, things they do, the range of things they do, the two-way players. You're kind of built to be able to mentor them in a very specific way. Yeah. Has it given you uh, an eye, and maybe you had this previously, to the idea of coaching as well? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, yeah, I do, I do think I would want to coach one day, um, but that's something I kind of just feel like will come to me. I don't really think about it as much just because I still want to do a lot of things outside of basketball within the community. Um, but I definitely do think coaching will work for me.
0: I'm very interested to talk about the next few <laughs> weeks ahead and all of that. And, and there's no shortage of it. Before we get to that, do want to make sure we let our listeners know about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news and analysis you get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there and again every professional amateur league out there ncaa on the women's side and the men's side nba yes with wnba i remember being in dallas for the women's final four back in 2017 Gino oriema say we're not getting to equality between men's and women's sports before we get those opportunities in the betting area as well so head to the website today betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more betonline.net where the game starts and so there are some real fun ones coming up there's you know you've got this game coming up against texas i think a week from sunday Mm -hmm. there are you know we are in the meat of conference play is there one that you are particularly relishing as you're seeing the next few weeks ahead
1: um, honestly, I'm taking it game by game, just like I would do if I was actually playing. So I'm just super excited to see all the games, I'm su- super excited to see us keep flourishing and keep going forward and keep getting better and better every day. So I'm just super excited to see what's next for us. So I can't I wait, do. you know,
0: I do. And then for you and just talking about waiting, because there's been a lot of conversation that I talked to a former player who said, and, you know, and this is a direct quote from her that. If I had a coach tell me she wants what's best for me, but kept me from playing, I would never forget it. And so I know it's got to be a challenge for you to balance that statement with that reality where you are at this time. Right. Do you visualize hearing that news? Do you let yourself visualize what that moment is going to feel like where you can be back out on the
1: floor? Most definitely. I'm just waiting for my name to be called for sure. But, um, I just know when my time comes, I'm going to be ready for it. So I just keep, you know, I just keep pushing, keep working for my goals. And like I said, I keep being Mm -hmm. a leader on the team and keep everyone eyes on the prize. So,
0: well, Dre, it was a pleasure covering you where you've been. It's a pleasure covering you now. And it will be a pleasure to cover you in the W. At some point in the future too and hopefully in the ncaa tournament this time as well so thank you and thank you to our listeners for being part of this this day every day i'll be back with you tomorrow with illinois head coach shauna green and the surprising fighting illini until then i am howard Meddahl, wishing you all a wonderful wednesday
1: you are locked on women's basketball
0: your daily podcast on women's basketball.